Welcome to Woo Woo with Rachel Dratch, the podcast that explores the unexplained with humor and curiosity. Hello and welcome to Woo Woo with Rachel Dratch and also my buddy Irene Bremis over here co-hosting. Say hi, Irene. Hi, everybody. Hello. Well, today we're doing something a little bit different, actually. Yeah. Because in the past, if you've been listening, I have friends come on and tell their woo-woo stories. But today we have a real-life practicer of woo-woo, an astrologer, <laughs> professional astrologer, I guess is what we'll we'll ask you. But please welcome Eliza Kelly to woo-woo. Hi, Eliza. Hi, Eliza. Thank you for having me. Hello. Yes, Hi. professional woo-woo. Professional woo-woo. <laughs> so everyone else so far is someone that I, I know pretty well. and and But you're the first person I know because I've met you briefly because you were doing the astrological charts as part of the Drew Barrymore show, right? And so I came yeah. on there because Drew and I have the same birthday. Not, wow. this, not the same year, but we have the same birthday. So I come on for her show on February 22nd every That's year. That's amazing. And so Aliza was there and she did my chart. And I think Anna Gasteyer was there too. But in any case, oh yeah, Anna was there as a surprise. She did both of our charts. It was really fun and cool. And then I thought, oh my gosh, let's have a real life I astrologer. Love it. I've never really met an love astrologer it. before I met you. So... I mean, I have so many questions. I guess, well, first question is, are you a professional astrologer? Is that something you do for your main thing? Or is that sort of a side thing that you're good at? And then you like, how did you get involved with the Drew show? And how did you, I don't know, there's so many questions of how you became an astrologer. Yeah, yeah. I am, I am a full-time professional astrologer. So that is what, yeah, I know. And if someone had told me that that's what I would be doing with my adult life yeah. when I was younger, I think I would have, I mean, I, I don't even know what I would have thought. Like, it was not something I saw coming, yeah. ironically, <laughs> right? Like, it was not, it was not something that I could have anticipated. But when I was in my early 20s and living in Los Angeles, which I feel like is how a lot <laughs> the of cliche. these movies exactly. stories start. Yeah. It all starts in LA. Okay, yeah. It does. It does. And just to like, you know, live that stereotype of the LA experience. Yeah. But I, I found myself really sort of like, you know, I had graduated college. I had studied art history. I was working in the art world and I was feeling like just like very dissatisfied and unfulfilled with my life. It's like, you know, a very existential early 20s thing. Mm -hmm. And I started to look up my astrological chart and I started to, you know, unpack that a little bit more. And I found myself very mesmerized by the material. It really resonated with me and I just couldn't get enough of it. So long story short, it was something that I started to also, you know, share with other people. Then they would sort of say like, this is really resonating with me. This is really helping me understand and sort of like unlock this bigger picture. I got a mentor. I started working with her. Mm. And then over a series of sort of five years, I was studying, working with my mentor, practicing astrology on the side, still not really sure how this was all going to come together. And then randomly got laid off from a job that I hated and felt like that was really just the the sort of the sign to to pursue it. And that was seven years ago. Wow. So it's been seven years of full-time astrology. And even though, you know, technically, I guess I started doing this work 10 years ago. So it's it's really been my whole adult life, you know, since college, which is which is wild. Wow, wow. that's incredible. Did you grow up in L.A. too? No, I grew up in New York oh, okay, where okay. people are a little more okay. skeptical. <laughs> in, yes, the, exactly. in the city or outside of the city? In the oh, city. OK, OK, OK. So and then when you first started doing astrology, I assume you were kind of like self-taught reading books and stuff when you first started out. 
or did you like, yeah, how did you yeah. find this mentor like if someone were I'm just imagining someone like I want to go into this further you know where do you go to get the training or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it or I yeah. you know so I'm kind of curious about the path of that yeah it was really serendipitous. I have this little sort of like catchphrase that I say, which is there are no coincidences. Mm-hmm. And this really felt like such a such a truism of that. Mm-hmm. I grew up, as I mentioned, in New York City. I was when I, in my early teen years, I was in the punk scene, you know, not to sound super cool, but well, I was you super are, cool but you are. Let's, Sweetie, just let's, tell cool. let's just tell the but... listeners you look super cool. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, just, yeah, just like coded super you cool. Do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I had a friend who at this time I was stayed in touch with over the years. And she said, oh, do you know Annabelle Gatt? She's a few years older than you, but she was in the same sort of scene as Mm -hmm. I was. And she was actually a professional astrologer. And she had been working with her mentor was this very famous astrologer, Anne Ortley. So through this friend of a friend, I was connected to Annabelle Gatt. And Annabelle Gatt became my mentor at that time. And then when... As I continued to work with Annabelle, then eventually her mentor, Ann Ortley, became my mentor. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I was sort of grandfathered into this like New York oh. astrology legacy. But, you know, 10 years ago is not that long ago, but it also is a very long time ago, considering how social media and the Internet has changed. I don't know. Like, I, I feel very grateful to have sort of tapped into this before there was yes. this like the floodgates had opened of it because there's just so many more people Mm -hmm. who are practicing, especially post-pandemic. You know, everybody became an expert on something in 2020. That includes my one-time best friend. She actually studied astrology. She goes to this woman, Anita, and uh, that was her mentor, both of the mentors. But she studies uh, Vedic astrology. Now, do you find a difference in that? Because people really, I, I guess there's a very vast difference in Vedic versus just regular astrology. Yeah, yeah. So Vedic astrology is is what is practiced um, more in India. And they use a different, the Vedic astrology uses a different system. It uses something called sidereal chart reading, which is a different way of looking at the sky than Western astrology, which is what I use, which mm-hmm. uses a system called tropical astrology. So that's sort of anchored around the tropics of you know, the north and the south, as opposed to looking at the whole sky, which is what sidereal means. So, okay, now on this podcast, we've been, you know, we're all things woo-woo, like psychics and ghosts and all this stuff. And so we always, sometimes we're like, oh my gosh, and other times we approach with, you know, skepticism, whatever. And so astrology is something I don't know that much about. And I'm curious about how did it resonate with you in terms of where, you know, where the planets are and the moon and stars. Like, like, how do you explain how that, oh, I have two questions. Like the traits that you read, you know, in the, the old newspaper, like I'm going to look up my horse. I'm going to look up my horse. Like the traits versus like, what kind of person are you likely to be if you're born as a whatever, or, and then also the whole like predictive nature. Like, do you, do you make predictions? Like, like, how does that all work? Like the different houses and stuff, right? How do you explain Or how did you interpret, you know, when you were first starting out and now how this affects us or predicts or whatever? (laughs) Very long question. I mean, it's it's no, it's 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 a good it's a great question because it's a really complicated and strange one to answer. You know, on one hand, I'm I think I'm I'm a very grounded astrologer, which also might be like sort of an irony because you're looking very much right. (laughs) right as an astrologer. But I I don't really know how 
it works as magically as it does. But I do know that after doing this and looking at so many thousands of charts over the years, that it does work. You know, I know that there is this amazing correlation between what the planets look like at the moment that we were born, where they were in the sky, and then how we experience reality. Mm. And I also want to add to that, that I think that what makes astrology really powerful is it's a way of seeing ourselves holistically Mm -hmm. rather than just focusing on what's directly in front of us. Right. So when we look at astrology, we're not just seeing sort of like, what's my immediate situation? It gives us an invitation to look at the past, to consider patterns and cycles and how they may be playing out. To look at time from a different perspective, we can say, okay, this happened to you 12 years ago. We have a similar sort of planet transit, something coming up again, Mm -hmm. you know, how is what was going on 12 years ago corresponding with some of the themes that are happening in your life now? So we could sort of play with our memory. We could play with time. We can sort of recall different events and circumstances that might not be at the forefront of what we are, how we're navigating our everyday life. So I think that just in that alone, there's a lot of power because it's it's an exercise in staying present while also thinking about things as we have experienced and lived our life. Mm-hmm. And I also think that something that I feel very strongly about is that I'm I'm not trying to convince anyone astrology right, works, right? right? Like, I'm not trying to evangelize. Totally. Yeah. Even asking the question, I don't want you to feel like, defend yourself. Because, I mean, yeah. we're, we're open to it. I mean, we're open. And this fact, one over I'm here, a, I think Irene I'm a, an astrologer fancies myself. herself yes, an astrologer. She likes to say that um, she can guess people's signs. I always but do. But as we've seen, wrong, she's only often what? wrong. I'm wrong 40% of the time. Let's give me so that, that always tickles me. But um, I, I also wonder, like, when somebody calls you up or <laughs> that's old school <laughs> when someone gets on the get you on the old fashioned telephone no, I'm like, how do you feel like you're helping but you, I'm, I'm sure you've had much evidence and many stories of like right. oh my gosh i told this person this and like just any sort of example yeah yeah i mean i think that something's really healing about being able to connect the dots for people and also give people permission to be themselves. I think fundamentally, Mm. you know, a lot of the time, especially when someone is coming to an astrologer, usually it's because they're trying to figure something out, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's something from their past or something upcoming in their future, it's like they're trying to put these pieces together. Mm -hmm. So then I can sort of help using what I see to sort of connect those dots. I guess, you know, In the past few years, with astrology becoming so much more prevalent than it was when I started, and with so many like very self-taught people with very large followings reading charts, I also recognize that it's you have to have a really strong moral and ethical compass to do this work. Yes, Um, thank good good preach, sister. Yeah, and that is something I will be uh, will evangelize. You know, I think that that's really really powerful and important Mm -hmm. because. You're playing with people's memories, you know, and people's past. And you're also and you don't planting plant the seed. Even, exactly. You could plant exactly. A, like a deleterious seed in somebody's head and they're going to really believe it and they're going to derail or, or you know, it's going to totally. cause it's going to be like this, um, you know, contagious, infectious negativity. Right. So for me, when I'm reading a chart, I'm definitely not saying I'm not leading with 
any assumptions as to how these planets are playing out. Uh -huh. It has to be a conversation. Oh, okay. It has to be, I see something, you know, it could look like these types of things. Mm -hmm. How does that resonate? And I need it to be a dialogue rather than something didactic, which changes my experience from, let's say, a psychic medium, uh -huh. where when you go to a psychic medium, it's like you're kind of just, you're, you're sitting back and they're just, <laughs> they're just dumping oh, on yeah. you, you know? Oh, yes. Bingo! So wait, I have a question. What sign are you? Do you want to guess? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yes, yes, I, yes, I, I, I do. I do want to guess. I don't know, but I'm getting a little scorp from you. Are you a Scorpio? So I'm not a Scorpio, but I like the guess. I think it's a strong guess because my midheaven is in Scorpio. Oh, okay, that's, that's what she was going to say. That's what she was going to say. Midheaven, yes, Scorpio. I knew it. I knew it. You're ascendant. <laughs> You're right. Okay. And I personally think, and this is sort of like a the fun sort of like insider tip, that people often are going to project more as their midheaven than they will as their sun sign or their rising. So I, I would give you, I would say that that was... Accurate and perfect. Thank you. I want to guess now, and I don't proclaim to be good at this. Leo, yeah. What? Okay, you know what? I but you know I can't <laughs> believe it. Yes, you okay? I'm giving it to my you. My arms are raised in wow, victory. That's pretty. Uh, I, I, broke, I broke your ears off with my scream. Oh my gosh, that's oh amazing, Rachel. Wait, why? Leo, but Rachel, outgoing, I, you are psychic, you are. right? Like you I did talk psychic. about this. Yes, you have psychic ability. But I'm not always good yeah. at guessing. Signs. I know, but now you're stepping into my turf, sweetie. I know. So let's. We gotta keep score on how many I get. Oh my god! Well, you just got nailed one. Okay. I did what? guess Scorpio, Mid so you Mid know heaven. she wasn't a Scorpio. I'm okay. just kidding. <laughs> Such an asshole. Okay. Process of elimination. There were only okay. 11 well, you're left. Outgoing. You're outgoing. <laughs> and sure of yourself. Like a Leo, okay? Leos are very know. outgoing. Wow. Okay. okay. Well, that was interesting. Now, what, now what's, uh, what, um, well, now, I guess here's another question for just the general, general viewer of astrology. Uh -huh. Like, when we see... Leo, then we see like yeah. three traits of Leo. But I imagine for you, there's like the early Leo and the late Leo and the meow, 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 meow. Like, like you're going to be like, well, not all Leos are the same. But like, what is the prevailing Leo vibe? <laughs> well, for Leo, I mean, I would say in general, Leo is very... All of the signs, it's sort of like, what's your story? Mm -hmm. You know, like, that's how I see it. It's, it's To me, like, astrology is very much storytelling, right? And we have these different archetypes and these different characters involved. So it's like, what's the story of Leo? What is the, what's the point of the sign? Mm -hmm. And the point of the sign is to entertain. Ooh. Yeah, right? exactly. A lot of entertainers are Leos. Exactly. Yeah, and to, like, create sort of, like you know, a positive experience through uh, mm -hmm. storytelling or performing or even just bringing people together and creating community. Mm. So that is sort of like the point of Leo. Mm. How it is then reflected in my chart is sort of like it's not your typical Leo because I have all of these other things going on that kind of like, you know, it, make it a little softer mm -hmm. um, rather than that sort of like you know, I'm it's here. like I can turn my Leo on and on. Yeah. Right. It's not all razzle dazzle all the time, <laughs> but that's how people are. You know, people are complicated. People are complex. Mm -hmm. Nobody is just one thing all the time. So I think that that's also part of the the beauty of astrology Except is for that Rachel, we can she's see a people. triple Pisces. Rachel's not just a triple Pisces. I'm a she's sextuple. like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I've, you I told the, me I'm a sextuple Pisces. 
you are. What? Yeah, it's so much Pisces. Wow. Wait, I'm thinking, so I have much all these Pisces. questions. Their questions are flooding into my mind okay, now. Okay, and when you're done, I have send me that pencil because I need to write some okay. stuff down too. Uh, well, let me ask you now. I want to know. <laughs> I think our viewers will want to know, but mostly me. Mostly me. When is a good time to like manifest? When is a good time to let go things? In, but isn't that you know going to be phases? in your own chart, right? Oh, that's in my own chart. You're right. I don't know. I, I mean, is it? Well, you can find things in your own chart, but I would say that in general, working with the moons is a great time to, Wait, to manifest, to let go, yeah. new beginnings. Oh, yeah, we, we need to know moons. that information. Hashtag working with the moons. Hashtag yeah. working okay. with the moons. Wow. My favorite hashtag. Okay. It's <laughs> the moon moons. Okay. Go, so, go on, go on. So we have a 20, approximately 28 day lunar cycle. Um, and every new moon is a great time to plant seeds, to set intentions. And then 14 days later, we have a full moon. And Mm. that is a great time to let things go, to release, to purge. But I like to say and remind people that letting go is a part of manifestation too. People often think that manifesting is just saying what you want, but manifesting is also (gasps) saying what you You want to let go of. of. That's good. I forget about that part of it. We do, right. It's not just what you want. It's what you want to let go because that's shaping (laughs) what you want. I love this so much. (laughs) Very important. We're very excited over here. Very excited. (laughs) I have my fist clenched to the sky right now. (laughs) Clenched to the sky. (laughs) <laughs> we have a we have a full moon coming up next, so just okay. in time, just in time. Okay, I have other questions now. They're now the, my brain is firing. Okay, oh, I, this is a, this is a random thing. Sorry, I'm going going to be like a pinball machine for a second, but um, this is kind of random. But when you said the entertainer, right? I just it, it reminded me that a lot of SNL people are born around September 16th. So I was wondering about that because Amy Poehler, Molly Shannon, and then Sherry O'Terry, Jason Sudeikis, and Jimmy Fallon, they're all around there. And Amy and Molly are right on the 16th. I, but I guess you can't pluck a date out of your head and be like, well, no, oh, I can. That's, that's oh, really? a Virgo. Yeah, that's Virgo. Yeah, that's Virgo. And my son is a Virgo. Yes, that's Virgo. Yes. And I would say that an interesting thing about, so all signs can be incredible entertainers, right? Like there's no, it's not just Leo. And sometimes actually, I I mean, no shade to our Leo entertainers, but sometimes that desire to be seen can almost get in the way of the work, if that makes sense. You know, it's like the the ego can sort of get out of control with the Mm -hmm. Leo. Mm, So all signs are amazing entertainers. They just do it in their own way. And I would say that what makes Virgos really, really special and distinct is that they are incredible communicators. Mm. language is something that. that is really yes. a key variable of the <gasps> of, of the Virgo quality oh my gosh, so especially yes. from you know on a comedic level it's also sort of like playing with delivery it's playing with like characters it's like Ooh. how you express yourself within that Ooh. that's good so my son he's a Virgo but he's only one hour into Virgo wow but the interesting thing here's what I was wondering he was supposed to be born September 20th, but then he was born August 24th. And not about him, but I'm just wondering in general, like, that's kind of interesting because, like, he was a little early, so he has a different sign. But what, right. do, you, what do you make of that? Like, when yeah. someone, like, I guess you just go off when they came into the world, but, you know, that was, like, medically he had to be born then, so it wasn't, like, a natural. So I'm just sort of wondering right. that. Yeah, I would say, I mean, having just had my daughter, right, and she was late. 
And that was interesting because it was like every day it was like, is this the chart you want? Is this the chart <gasps> oh. you want? Is this the chart you want? And then ultimately, I also started with an induction for her, too, okay. because it was just like, you know, I, I, someone's going to have to make the executive decision here. Right. Like right. she wasn't she wasn't doing it. So right. I what my new philosophy on this is, is that the the baby really, really picks the chart that they want, mm. no matter how they arrived. It right. was their due date didn't work for them. It wasn't the right fit, you know, for whatever right. reason. So through this whole like this blend of things that are happening here on Earth and then also through the spiritual realm of like, you know, a soul coming into the world, all of these pieces have to work together right. to bring the, the perfect chart for that individual. That makes perfect sense. I was going to ask you a funny thing because yeah. I know you just had a baby and congratulations. Oh, congratulations. Is she like a month old or something? Or? She's six weeks, seven weeks old tomorrow. Seven weeks. Oh, Aww. yeah. It was funny because I was like, oh, wait, an astrologer having a baby. Are you like... Let's let's try to plan this so I get a yeah a Capricorn a or whatever. Or, or yeah. was it just like okay, this is happening and let's see what kind of baby I'm gonna have? Like, well, you know, when she was her due date was so I didn't plan her okay, the okay. timing at all. Okay, but her due date was really close to being Scorpio, Ooh. but she was. Uh, she's, you know, it was, she was technically her due date was Sag, but she was very, very on the edge. And if she was early, she would have been a Scorpio. Mm -hmm. And like, as it was, you know, we were getting closer to, as I was like getting bigger and bigger and it was progressing, it was like, which one is she going to be? And it was like, I could see her being a Scorpio. She would do this and this. But when she passed into Sag and I'm a Leo and my husband is an Aries and we're all fire signs, we were all so relieved because it was like, okay. We have triple fire in the house. Like we know <laughs> that this is all going to just be, we're all going to coalesce perfectly. Nice. That's fun. That's funny to think of an astrologer though, if you were to plan it. Well, and I'm I have picking friends like, that, that didn't want to have children that were certain signs. Literally. Really? I had girlfriends. Absolutely. I've had girlfriends that are like, oh my God, please let her be like, you know, uh, um, a Libra instead of a Virgo because they're yeah. like, you know what I mean? Or I think, a I'm like too, you said. I think I'm honestly too superstitious to do stuff like that because mm, I feel like I would end up, you know, I'd be like, oh, let me have a Virgo instead of this and then it would yeah. be like yeah but now yeah. you have this like all of her shit is somewhere else that you don't yeah, want it right, to be it's right. like you because it's like when you start playing with that it's like mm, well yeah there's going to be a, a, some let element the, of surrender you know that's the whole mm -hmm. point is that you have oh, to surrender right. let the heavens decide wow. <laughs> the heavens do decide and I love that you clarified the whole cesarean or induction thing it's like you know what the baby does kind of pick the time that you're born is the time that you're meant to be born yeah. That's it. No, no matter We're how exactly you arrive. where we need to be. Yeah. That information was free, sweeties. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Somebody <laughs> like this Wait, doesn't grow on trees. Okay, okay. I just want to say that I do believe in astrology, except for the fact that Tay-Tay and I, Taylor Swift and I have the same birthday. And that is always a crushing reality for me. Wait, um, why is it a question? Well, reality? because apparently I didn't live up to our potential, you. Rachel. Oh, okay, that's okay, why. Okay, okay. Uh, okay. But, uh, <laughs> it's not because you're, she's no. not poo-pooing Taylor Swift, everybody. No, I love Taylor Swift. Do not think for one second that we are anti-Taylor I love Taylor Swift. Do not speak of ill. Do not speak No, not at all. Are you kidding me? Let me just ask this. Devil's advocate. Okay, here. go ahead. Here's I know what, what I'm gonna say. Like sometimes you see something about a sign, you're like, "That's me." But then if I think of it, well, I'm kind of like that too. I would say. So yeah. it's kind of weird. Like you see the, and I know this is like 
the daily news version of astrology. But right. like you see it and you're like, oh yeah, that's me. But then you could kind of look at any one of those yeah, and be like, say, and that's find me too. what's you. What, yeah, what I mean, I would say that like that super, super generalized, you know, meant to be consumed by like all masses of people astrology. Like I like to you say like that's like a meditation for you. Like oh, if you read oh, something and like it resonates, that. like use that. It's your affirmation. Oh. It's it's something that you can play with, mm. but it certainly is not meant to be like the definitive yeah. okay. like guide, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, yeah. oh, that's the everything. Interesting. That's a good that's I a good way it. of looking yeah. at it. Well, should we get to charts? Let's get I mean, to do you want to do Irene? Wait. Yeah, sure. So, Irene, okay. you know, you're you are an astrologer too. So, how much do you know about your chart? Like, what do you what do you think oh, about? She's it? in her. She's puffed up like a peacock <laughs> over here. <laughs> <laughs> she can't wait to share her knowledge. <laughs> Rachel okay. cracks me up so much. You okay. must. Okay, okay. Um, I love Rachel. Okay, so. I know that I'm a Taurus rising and a uh, Capricorn moon. Yes. I was a little surprised with the Taurus rising. Until recently, I thought I was an Aquarius rising. Oh, wow. That's a big Because somebody gave me the wrong time on my birthday. And, and then I was like, I'm a Taurus rising? But it's, also, no, I'm, I'm a dummy about this, so I don't even know. Well, we'll ask Elisa, but yeah. I don't even know what rising. And, so you can explain that, but go ahead. Yeah, so go I'm ahead. a Taurus rising, and then I'm a Capricorn moon. And, um, and then there's other things I know about my chart, like my Libras and Mars. So that could have shifted with the, the birth change of time. So I'm not sure what's going on there. But I'll let you take it from there. That's how, as much as I know. Cool. So, yeah, so just to, to share with you sort of just like the big sweeping overview of the chart, yeah. um, it, your Taurus rising, your Capricorn moon, um, your Sagittarius sun, obviously, you have your Mercury in Sagittarius, you have your Venus in Sagittarius, and you have your Mars in Libra. Okay, great. So that is, that is sort of, you know, you have <laughs> okay, the big great. three. I love this. I love <laughs> that my yeah. Mars is <laughs> in Libra. It's it so terrible. Relieved. What if my Mars was in Aries? I would I be mean, walking forbid. around wanting to Heavens throw down forbid. all the time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So when we talk about these different placements, we're talking about sort of different things that the chart, aka we are doing as we move through and navigate our life. So the rising sign is, all of this is based on your date, time, and location of birth, but your rising sign is really sort of like the most tender spot of them all because this is down to the minute. So in order to know your exact rising sign, you need to know the exact time you were born because that creates, that that places everything in your chart, but it also tells us what sort of your mission is in this lifetime. Ooh, you know, no pressure, ooh. but it's it's a really wow. big placement. Wow. Something that I, you wow. might find interesting that I find interesting is that before Daily Horoscope started, which was in the late 20s, early 1930s, um, we're in the 20s now, which is also, that's kind of oh God. mind-blowing. Yeah. But, <laughs> right, that is so let me specify the 1920s. <laughs> oh my gosh, wow. <laughs> so in the late <laughs> 1920s, the rising sign was actually more important than the sun sign. But because you need the exact time of birth, there was obviously no way to create mass horoscopes mm. for it. So because mm. sun sign is based on day of birth, it was much easier for people to come into astrology based on the day they were born rather than use to have the time. So your rising sign from an astro- astrological point of view is kind of like, it, it's really juicy. It's, it's telling us everything. Wow. I didn't know this. So your rising sign shows what your perspective on reality is. 
And it shows sort of what is your mission, your overall mission in this lifetime. And then all of the other planets are kind of responding to that marching order mm. in the, based on the sign that they're in too. So you have that sort of overall goal, your rising signs goal, and then your sun sign, your moon sign, your Mercury, all um, living that out in the way that they know how to. So mm. as a Taurus rising, your sort of overall goal, your mission in this life is to try to find grounding, stability, structure, foundations for things. It's, it's to really be as present as you possibly can. However, because you're a Sagittarius sun, you're not doing this by like just, you know, you're not, it's not like you're only focused on money or the material world or like your schedule. Like it's not mundane. It's actually quite existential because as a Sagittarius, you're really curious. So you're trying to find grounding and stability, not by, you know, just doing sort of mundane, boring things, but by exploring you are interested in how can like all of these different hobbies and curiosities and learnings mm. and travel and experience help sort of anchor me as a person and bring me back to earth, bring me back to reality. How can mm. I use all of my knowledge and wisdom to be a, a whole person, right? To mm. experience what it's like to be me. Mm-hmm. So there is this really interesting back and forth in your chart between what is practical, what is stable, what can I trust? And then also, how can I expand my horizons? How can I challenge myself? How can I keep going? So I would imagine that there is, you know, the tension around that of like, how do I like that will to survive and like that mm-hmm. will to just sort of like anchor yourself plus that spirit of curiosity can right. sometimes feel like they are combative, yeah, but in fact, odds. yeah, but it, in fact, it's actually all part of your, of who you are, right? It's like in order for you, and, and it's kind of like a seesaw more than it is um, right. a competition. Uh, 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 right. Like a, t- a tug of war. It's more exactly. of like a seesaw. They yeah. balance each other out. I like yeah. that. That's amazing. Does that, does that resonate with you? Uh, yes. You know, I I definitely, as a Sagittarius, have interests that are like, you know, beyond. I'm, I'm interested in a lot of things, but I do have the Taurus. Well, I'm just newly Taurus. You're kind grounded. of anti-Taurus. Though. <laughs> I, I know. You and it was hard for me to accept now that I was you a Taurus. Find out the enemy yeah, is exactly, within. But I, I have to embrace <laughs> who I am, sweetie. I have to embrace who I am. Okay. It was, a, it was crushing. I'm not going to lie. It was soul crushing. I hear I that. I thought yeah. I was an Aquarius. You know what I say though? What? When I hear that, no. about, I mean, like, I think of you as much more of the, the Sag energy. Exactly. Like, I don't, I don't mean this like, I don't see you as like worrying about being grounded. Oh, right, so much. right. But you are a grounded person. But though. I do. You I am grounded. grounded. I'm pragmatic as a person. Yes. I never lie to myself about even in, in my career or in my everyday life or things that are happening. I'm not somebody... I'm, I'm hopeful, but I'm, I, I, I'm very pragmatic. And I think that might be Capricorn too. Yeah. And I do like some level of stability, but then I do, you know, again, as a Sag, I've got that arrow shooting up into the ether and I want to explore everything. So I'm trying to find stability in the unstable things, if you will, in some way. Right. So I'm trying to find stability in, you know, instability somehow and make it work for me. Yeah. I can see that again. I just found out like literally a month ago. I That's destabilizing to think that you're one thing and then to have this sort of like I started. Yeah, exactly. I started to just, you know, for me, Tauruses can be very despotic. They can be, um, they're, they're family oriented people. They're goal oriented. They can be, I don't know. There's a a, a, a brash, 
What, sweetie? <laughs> Showing off your astrological knowledge. Oh, uh, well, sweetie, I can't help it. Okay. It just naturally just comes out of me. No, I didn't know you knew all this about Tori. Okay, keep going. Keep going. To find out that I am a Taurus now, I had to find the things that I love about Tauruses, which is very hard to do. I'm just kidding. I'm married to a Taurus. They can be stubborn. They can be very stubborn. Well, I think even the fact that you're married to a Taurus, that's an interesting piece of information, you know, because that marriage is about stability, right? Right. Marriage is something that is very much about like being grounded. So it's finding those spaces where you are anchored so that you have the freedom to explore, you know? Also, he's a Sagittarius rising. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing. What beautiful compatibility. I know. I mean, both of us are slightly narcissistic because we're no. attracted to ourselves in flip okay. sides. But, um, but no. you're not narcissistic. I'm I'm not, not, I know I'm you're being joking. Oh, that was not. the kindest no, compliment of all. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But he is. But I'm not. Congratulations. You're, right, you're not a narcissist. <laughs> you're not a narcissist. Okay. What so, about, let me ask this. Yeah. What about, I don't know if you do this, Eliza, because I kind of forget. I feel like you did a little for me, but what about like. What's in what's in Irene's near future? Oh, yes, I don't know. Do you do that, that kind of yes, thing? Yes, I do. do. I do. Ooh. I remember Rachel when we were looking at your chart, you had just started that show. <gasps> well, you know, you know what? You Rachel. told me. I didn't even have I didn't even start it. I think I had I think it was in the works. Oh, and then yeah. you told me and you told me you told me like, oh something you're gonna get some big job this summer. And I was like, Oh, well I did just get a call about this. Broadway show. Funny you should say that. And then I ended up doing it and it was really fun. Yeah. And it, and, and it was, a, it was a nominated show, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. So I, I did think of you. Don't, don't think I didn't give you wow, my internal amazing. credit on that. Oh, thank you. you. Did, I, no, you did make kind of is... prediction. prediction. That's well, now here it is. Prediction. I'm putting out in the world. You made a prediction for me that came true. Amazing. So anyway, what what of Irene? Um... Now back to me and my future. <laughs> now the narcissist wants to <laughs> now know. Now the narcissist. It's hard not to be in this business. Go. Okay, go on, sweetie. <laughs> So as a Taurus rising, you have some actually really exciting, you have something exciting happening in your chart okay. too. I feel like Can all I, I do is say like, good, you're getting good news and you're getting a car and you're getting a <laughs> car. Okay, we love it. We'd we love rather that. have that than some then, of the other things well, we've been told. Because yes. at the time, Rachel, when we were looking at your chart, it was two years ago. It was, oh it, was the, yeah. it was two, two, yes. two, 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 right? Wow. It was the big, yes. the big two. two, two, two is your number. It's, yes. <gasps> Okay. And at that time, Jupiter in the sky was in the sign of Pisces. And when we look at your chart momentarily, we'll talk about how you are like the the legend of Pisces lore. Like you have so much Pisces. So Jupiter, which is the planet of abundance, was Mm -hmm. hitting boom, 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 all of those Pisces placements. So like, wow, wow, something big, right? Mm. So now, two years later, Jupiter, which is still the planet of abundance, it's still the planet that is associated with sort of like you know, uh, luck and fortune and Mm. big, new, exciting Mm -hmm. things happening. That's in Taurus now because it's two (gasps) years later. So Jupiter in Taurus is preparing to cross your ascendant in Taurus. Currently, it is at six degrees of Taurus. Jupiter in your chart, Irene, is at 13 degrees Taurus. So very, very soon, the planet that is associated with luck is going to be coming into the area of your chart associated with the self. So when we have this happen, which happens every only every 12 years, <gasps> we can expect and we should hope that this kickstarts some really exciting new endeavors, some really good visibility, some stability, um, especially because we're talking about Taurus. This could be about money, money, money. This could be new financial opportunities Pinnacle. coming in. Pinnacle. 
Sorry. So pinnacle. A, it's a, a Chandler we'll to told her she was going to hit the pinnacle. Chandler, uh, yeah, yes, somebody, many years ago. That was so 10 years ago, maybe been, even 12. Must be now. Okay, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe 12 years ago, we would love it. Okay. <laughs> pinnacle. Yeah, pinnacle. Maybe. Wow, that's okay. so weird. Yeah, so, I, so I'm very excited for that. I, if, if, I was, if this was my chart and I was looking at that, I would, be, I would be gearing up for some really positive things. And wow. I would say, okay, so sometimes, you know, some... I have gotten this question over the years, which is like, well, what if something, what if nothing happens? You know, something is supposed to happen in your chart. And then what if it's like, like nothing takes place. The thing is, is that the cool thing about astrology is that once you know it, you also know how to tune in towards it. Right. Right. So you're going to start now sort of, you're going to know that these, this once in every 12 years, very positive thing is happening in your chart imminently, right? Eminently. I like the word eminently. So instead of you then being like, oh, I'm just going to disregard that or like, I'm too tired. I don't want to like, why put myself out there? Hopefully this will ignite that passion within you to know that this is a really good time to take some leaps of faith, to be a little courageous, to actually put yourself in positions where you could receive the blessings of this very, very lovely thing that's happening. Wow. I'm salivating. I just want you to know. I can't. (laughs) Because this is the thing is that the universe wants to give you something very positive right now with this. You know, it's, it's going to try to, it's going to try to bring abundance into your life. How it brings abundance in is really in your hands. You know, it's like how much abundance do you want? Oh, well, wow, bring it, sweetie. Nice. I've got both hands out. You're now. like all of it. That's <laughs> bring good. It. Uh, so when is this happening in the next? <laughs> can I get a date? Can we just back that? Yeah, we can be out there nude with all my manifestations in the moon. Yeah, <laughs> all those new moon, moon setting intentions, yeah. full I'll moons releasing. I'll be the moon phases. Yes. So this, the timing of this, is going to be really taking place in March. So <gasps> that's right my, around the corner. Right it is. around the corner. That is wow. my recommendation is to from now through then to really think about to really sort of like plant those seeds and ideate on what if you knew that you were going to receive abundance, like Ooh. what would it look like? And try to be as specific as possible because the universe likes specificity. Ooh. I was going to say specificity is very important. What I was going to say when you said March was that, well, first of all, my specials dropping in March. It was going to oh, wow. be February and they moved it to Women's History Month. And so that's exciting. I'm thinking like, you know, I'm trying to sell it. So hopefully that's a good sign because now it's March. Out of the blue, I just got word that it was going to be March. And now you're saying March. This is what I mean. It's like the things are all, things are conspiring in our favor more often than not. More often than not. And this podcast is climbing to the top. (laughs) Hashtag pinnacle. Okay. Okay. Hashtag pinnacle. Hashtag pinnacle. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. So this is amazing. So it's March, right around the corner. Plus, we're taking a lovely little trip in March. Oh, that's true a lot too. of great things are happening in March already. So this gives me even more incentive. Perfect. Just great. because it's already, you know, I mean, there's, there's momentum, a lot of things. Yeah, this momentum. Exactly. I feel like this is incentive for me to stay focused. You know, because a yes. lot of the times, if one thing happens and you're feeling deflated, you just yes. have to remember to refocus and have that momentum and, yes. and keep going. Yeah, that's wow. exactly Amazing. it. I mean, I think that working with the timing and the cycles is really such an invitation for us to, to find that courage to keep going, you know? Right. Yes. 
because sometimes, especially like if we're coming out of like a bad season or year or couple years, it can be hard to like build that or confidence back up. Yeah. Or decade. Yeah. yeah. It can or be hard decades. to like, <laughs> or life, so lifetime, we, really. Can I get a three decades? Anybody with a three decades? Okay. But there is always, you know, the chart is never static. Things are always changing. Things are always moving. And I think that that's like a, that's very encouraging. Wow. Wait, what was the thing you said? The universe wants to create abundance, something like that. You some the universe is conspiring in your favor. The universe oh, yeah. wants yeah. to give you abundance. Yeah, I mean, it's in your favor. I like that. I love yeah. that too. Conspiring I love that. In your favor. Wants to like the universe wants to gift you things. It I does. Like that. I like that. We okay. just have to accept the gifts. Yeah, and also you know know what to right. do with them, right? Like exactly. Also gratitude. Like I know that gratitude has really become a buzzword, but it's really important because if the mm-hmm. universe gives you a little like treat and then you mm. don't say thank you, like the universe is gonna be like, okay, she doesn't like it. Like no, yes. then we won't do it again. You know. So yes. it's important to be like, this is like, oh, I love this little snack. Yeah. Like, can I have a, can I have a yes. little more? Exactly. I couldn't Give agree more. more about the gratitude. I do gratitudes and I am very grateful. I, I, I always have to remind myself how grateful I am. I'm grateful that I get to work with somebody that I love so much on this podcast. I'm grateful for a lot of things. And sometimes in, especially in the business of comedy, you know, I see my, uh, you know, friends that are achieving great things and they're not, they're, they're still down on themselves. And I'm like, I love love you. Be great. Like, this is amazing. Celebrate that, you know, and be grateful because if you're not feeling this gratitude or this moment right now with this monumental thing, then it's going to be hard for you to feel the next thing or, you know, or, and just, and I, you're awesome. You're a badass. Like, you know, and we have our moments where we feel bad about ourselves, but I think gratitude is very important too. Yeah. And I would say also, Irene, with your chart, like the, when we talk about like, you know, my sort of takeaway is like, where are your anchors, you know? That's if I were to like sort of summarize. Yes, my family's my anchors. Yeah, there's five of them, in a bad way or in a in a good way, in a pragmatic way. Okay, in in a a good way. way. Like, what are your things that anchor you so that you can explore? You know, Mm. like because a Sagittarius exploring without an anchor is could get lost, right? Right. That's true. If you're always throwing that arrow and then going to retrieve it, at some point you're going to be like, where am I? Like, yeah. where did I just end up? I'm, I'm so far away from where I started that right. I don't even like recognize myself anymore. Yep. Yep. So those yes. anchors, like having that sort of like, you know, knowing where your home base is internally is mm-hmm. so key. And it's such a beautiful blessing in your chart that it like it, it stabilizes you in that way. Wow. That's great. So Rachel, should we look at your yeah. chart? Yeah. Your, yes. Yeah. The, yes. So, Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh my you. gosh, my pleasure. So that was amazing. Um, so just for listeners know what we're dealing with here with Rachel's chart, which is the you know it's it's a it's in rare form, truly. Rare form. Um, yeah. We have a Pisces Sun, a Pisces Rising, Pisces Pallas Athena, Pisces Mercury, Pisces Saturn, Pisces Mars, Pisces Chiron. Pisces, Juno, Pisces, Moon. Okay, that is insane. Yes. Are those all the things that there can be? 
It's it pretty like, much everything. I mean, it's oh my like, god! I it's, didn't know because like, you said some things I've never heard of. So I was like, so yeah, those are asteroids. I I threw some asteroids in there too, but those those count. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even the asteroids. Well, yeah. What is her Mars in? What is her Mars in? I'm it's curious. In <gasps> I remember when oh you did my, my chart. Like all the lines were going the same way because some charts you see like all these different. Lines uh, pointing, there. and mine was like a straight line. In yeah, one one, one single yeah. line. Yeah. Yes, it was really kind of cool looking. Yeah. So what does all that mean? I mean, you told me before, and I'm sure I wrote it down somewhere. But but what what does it well, mean? Well, you know, it's 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 almost like how what could this mean, right? Like it's like there's so much Pisces in your chart. There, it's so powerful. It's so major. As a Pisces, it's like, it's like, I feel like you must know intuitively what it means as well already, you know, (laughs) but, (laughs) but not to play that game. I, I would say that like, you know, something that's really interesting about Pisces is that it's the last sign of the Zodiac. So when we see Pisces anywhere in a chart and everyone has every sign in their chart, you know, because it's a 360 degree circle. But when we see a planet in Pisces, it always sort of like, you know, it's, it's sort of like the dog whistle of like intuition psychic powers magical yes. energy yes yes and more podcast yes. on woo woo you know <laughs> yes. So it's, there's, yes i do feel intuitive you are she she is and i definitely do feel like intuitive. i have dreams that are intuitive i'm not psychic but i want to be yeah, i'm a psychic you are psychic i've had some psychic occurrences for sure but nothing i can like turn and she's on the manifesting I queen I do manifest. She manifests. I believe it. But the other thing is I'm into all this. Like, not only do I like when it happens, but I'm just very interested in intuition. Yes. And Rachel, like, thank goodness you are, right? Like, because if that was something that you were suppressing within yourself, that would be really destructive, right? Like, if you had big feelings, big sort of, like, sensory experiences and spaces and you ignored it, like, that would be you know, not to get dark, but like that's when people really go into bad places, right? Is if they have that ability and then they dismiss it. So it's really wonderful and incredible that you embrace that part that you know and recognize that you are an incredible manifester or that you can Mm -hmm. feel things or that like you get like channeled messages somehow, you know, and it doesn't need to look like, I think because there is this stereotype of like that con artisty scammy psychic fortune teller with Uh, the neon lights and like you know like the peewee herman psychic from that movie i there we often associate psychic with that but being psychic is really just being able to sense things that are not tangible right it's having Yeah. yeah it's it's having a it's being aware of situations or or vibrations or experiences or just having knowing that is it lives not in right directly in front of you, not in the physical world. Right. 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 Yes. So right, right. it's not like it doesn't have to be like there's your grandmother, you know, like yeah. I see your mm-hmm. grandmother behind you. Like it doesn't need to be this performative right. expression of it. Yes, exactly. Performative. Yes. It, it's uh, it's really lives within you, you know, and I and do feel like I, I like I, well, I mean, it's funny because I started this podcast kind of as a lark. Like I've heard all these fun stories, but I do like sort of honoring the, in, the intuitive side of mm-hmm. being human. Like yeah. I like, that's what, it, this is kind of fun for me to hear these stories, even though some of them sound like, what, how can that happen? <laughs> and then others are like, Ooh. And, um, 
I don't know. I sort of, this is sort of a fun thing, but now that I'm hearing you, I'm like, well, this is my I, life's this mission. Is your, this is your life's mission. We know what your life's mission is. We I'm have to supposed figure out mine. to be here. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I no. mean, it, definitely okay. it's, it's part of it, right? Like it's, it's part yeah. of what makes your soul really happy. Yeah. And it feels very fulfilling for you to probably be able to like have free reign to explore this yeah, this genre of life yeah 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 yeah. that's true well it's yeah. so unbelievable i've never heard how rare i'm sorry because i've never heard of pi- so much pisces in a chart before ever it's it's definitely any sign. one of in a, like again like thousands of charts over the years definitely one of the most extreme we call Ooh, these stelliums it, it in astrology it's what a stelli- stellium Stellium's when you have stellium. multiple planets in the same sign or house and stellium. this is a massive stellium. This is one stellium. of the, the biggest stelliums that I have encountered. I have a massive stellium. Yeah. Stellium. <laughs> okay. Stellium is a Greek. <laughs> Stell is a Greek word, and it means star. star. Even I knew that. Well, sweetie. sweetie. Uh, you know a lot. Now <laughs> wow. I'm going to really, really <laughs> depend Wait, on you, you. But do you ever see, I mean, yes, this is all Pisces, but doing the thousands of charts, like how often does one come up where everything's in one thing? And like, rarely, like, I mean, maybe once a year we get something like really. I'm surprised it's even once a year to tell you the truth. I've never heard anything like this before. Like I'm in business doing this all the time. In all of Irene's skin. In all of my three Astrological (laughs) sign guessing. Okay. Well, you know, but the people who have these placements, it's like there is an sort of an extreme nature to their experience in life you know it's (gasps) it's something that is like you know there's a I like to say like you know there you you your soul chose your chart right so like there's a reason your soul was like I need to be I love that the most Piscean person I need to be a full mermaid in this lifetime you know like (gasps) by the way I was early too I found out later in life I was like two or three weeks early so I was like I got to get out and be the mermaid, I guess. You have yeah, to get you do. Out there. And I, I should also mention, because this, you know, I, I take this for granted to bring up that you were born on a new moon. The sun and the moon in the same place in the sky means that you were born on a new moon. And when we talk about, you know, earlier, we're talking about new moons being great for manifesting, full moons being great for releasing. You were born under a manifesting moon, right? Okay, excuse me, but we need to go back now and find out when I was born on what moon. Easy peasy. No problem. Sorry, sweetie. No wonder. She's so psychic. She literally says something, Rachel, and comes out and manifests it. So you were born on a a waxing crescent moon. Oh, that sounds that's so bad. not attractive. That's bad. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I'm you were born, sound like you're born in the you're born in the lunar phase after the new moon. So, I'm just kidding. Waxing oh, crescent. Oh, that's my I new nick- the manifesting. That's my boat. new nickname for her. By Wait the way. Wait a minute. Waxing, waxing crescent. crescent. It sounds yeah, very it's horrifying. It's cute. Let's get back to Rachel's chart. Let's go chart. back to my new moon. Yes. And I'm, I'm just gonna kidding. Have to- I'm just kidding. Listen, we can't all have charts like Rachel's. Like Rachel is Rachel is a very very special chart. I just okay. thought of a funny question. Do you ever see someone's chart and it's like it's in the stars? You're an asshole. Like. I mean, it's like, I'm sure. which, which is like the most asshole sign? I know you're not. I know you can't answer that. But like, well, what know, sign I, is most likely to be a dick? No. Okay. Yes, I know you can't on. say. I would say, I would say that like, um, you know, like I will let the person, the person is the asshole. It's not the chart. Okay. You know, <laughs> we 
got like, so many t-shirts. She has so many t-shirts to be printed. Okay, yeah. Because every sign can has like a shitty version a rising of itself. Asshole. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> asshole rising. <laughs> asshole rising. I mean, I learned so much about Your astrology. I, I thought of one more thing. Like when you said Jupiter before, when you were just talking more generally, Jupiter is associated with luck and good luck, like that. yes. And like Saturn is also, like, gifts. how did that all, I mean, is that just sort of like passed down from the ancients? Like, like, how did it come to be that this planet is this and that, you know? Well, those planets in particular, their associations are very ancient. Mm. And because Jupiter and Saturn are visible with the naked eye. So those planetary associations have been passed down for literally thousands of years. Saturn is the last planet that we can see with the naked eye. So until the telescope was discovered in the 1700s, we thought that was the end of the universe. So Saturn Mm. representing tasks like responsibilities, maturity, age, wisdom is because we thought that was it. You know, that was the outer bounds of, of everything that was above us. Right. And then Jupiter is a very large planet so that it's like its size informed its mythology Hmm. is that even our ancient ancestors without a telescope could see like, that's a big ass planet up there, you know, Mm -hmm. like that's lucky. That's a big guy. And then when we discovered the telescope or when the telescope discovered future planets like Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, and beyond, those associations are more modern, right? Mm. Uranus became associated with technology and innovation because it was discovered by the telescope. So there Mm. is this really interesting sort of flow between what it's associated with and its discovery and the timing around its discovery, um, Mm. which I just, you know, I'm a little nerdy, so I think that that's really interesting. But the, the planets that we're talking about have had that association for thousands of years. Huh. Wow. wow. Amazing. Wow. Well, wow. yeah. So oh, it's so not just me. It's not just me. You know, it's like you right. have the blessings of Plato and Aristotle. Here. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I've been um, humbled with your knowledge on astrology. Easy waxing. Press. Waxing. <laughs> press. Well, well, I, I've know. been impressed with the, yours. So the feeling is oh, mutual. I think that look you are that. an excellent astrologer. Oh, oh my gosh, sweetie, please. That's that's you're such a sweet that's person so to nice. say that. I wait. Now we have a thing for you, though. Oh, we Irene do. Does, Irene does a pendulum reading for every guest. So if you want to think of a yes or no question that you don't mind sharing, and I should have told you this before, as I say to every guest, because I forget to tell everybody, because oh, I'm wow. a flighty, flitty Pisces. But if you want to, it doesn't, it doesn't, have, <laughs> by the way, are Pisces notorious slobs? I'm just curious. Chaos well, in the home? Yeah, I mean, they're not really that, like, you know, they're on another plane, you know, they're not always. Trouble making decisions? Is that yeah. part? Yeah, I mean, fish, it's two, two fish. fish. Yeah, you get okay. it. Yeah. Okay, that's, <laughs> sometimes I'm, like saying, I'm a Pisces. I forgot. Sorry. How about this? Are Pisces notoriously really good friends? Oh, oh no. Rachel's so the best friend to all oh her God, friends. You're so nice. I, well, I, I I'm I'm serious, and I'm wondering is Drew Barrymore like that? Because literally, she's she's such a good friend, and I'm wondering oh, if that's a trait. That's so sweet. Well, Pisces are truth. really compassionate. You know, they're yes, really they really get it. They really yeah. so they're really good friends because they really like they feel and they care. Yes, it's Thank so you. true we, to we all our to, friends. We had to slip that in there, but yeah, I did start with that if I was a slob. Okay, yeah. okay. So let me think of my yes or no question. question. Nothing too earth shattering for your own self, because 
Mm. We don't want you to get upset if it's a. I know. I, I, yeah, I, <laughs> you know yeah, I, I, I know. I know how this goes. But you already know. I was like, "What? This is okay. redundant, sweetie. You're making a fool out of yourself." Okay, that's All true. Right. Okay. Under your okay. hat, sweetie. Just think. Okay. 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 Clockwise is yes, and counterclockwise is no. Oh, it's a rare no. Okay. Looks like a We're no. We're gonna do a safety. We do safety. Okay, we Rachel always do a safety. Them. Okay, okay let me now see. I want the safeties on. Now okay, that let me see. Okay, let's see. <gasps> there, it's a looks like it's a no again. It's a no. That's fine. It's, okay, no, it's actually better. Some people ask it's exactly. Bit, see, people, people ask, ask questions. They want the yes. What, yes, exactly. But what was your question? It was, do I need to change what I'm doing on the internet now? Oh, so <laughs> that's actually mean. So that's never mind. Wow. <laughs> no, I have this to say, this thing is always right. I'm, it's I'm amazed right. by it. But um, that's great I've because I really don't want to. So oh, good. So you got oh, a yeah. good answer. Gosh, I got a good. I got. I'm, right. I'm the rare case who looked for the no. Wow. Wow. See? Interesting. Penji always knows. Yeah, always I would knows. actually like, and and I'm someone who it's like, you know, I'll when I get a fortune cookie, like I really, oh yeah, take <laughs> meditate on it. I'm like, this oh. is <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. Wait, so that these wild are, that Penji said that no, is, and you didn't yes. want to. Yes, yes it is Don't because I would imagine that for most doing. people, wow. they want the yes. They want the yes. And, yeah. and think about this, Leo. Like, why would you change what you're doing when it's already worked and shaped who you are? Because sometimes when you try to be someone when you're not, it doesn't work for you. I you know, know, it's true. It's true. It's true. But, you know, mama's got to pay the bills, right? Exactly. Like, we, Wait, speaking <laughs> of, Aliza, where can, where can people find you online yes. or Insta or whatever? Where, what are your... Oh, yes. I'm I'm at Aliza Kelly everywhere. Um, okay, that's A-L-I-Z-A. Aliza. A- yeah. And you're gonna get you're gonna get the same quality content you've seen yes. for years now, uh, thanks Excellent. to the pendulum. So, oh, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> right, right. Okay, at Eliza Kelly everywhere is that yes. what you said? Okay, yes. Thank you so much. Thanks this for has joining been so us. So fabulous, this was thank you so much. And fun, and thank you. Very insightful. Yes, this was yes. lovely, lovely, and I'm All excited right. to see what happens with your charts yes. and the timing. And Irene, March. March, baby. I can't believe it. March out of the blue changed. Yes, I'm, I will keep you posted. Thank you. Bye, Thank sweetie. You, Thank you. Bye. Thanks for joining me on this journey into the world of woo-woo. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Woo-woo with Rachel Dratch is a Q Code production. Executive produced by David Henning and Steve Wilson. Produced by Alexa Gabrielle Ramirez. Edited by Ben Milchev. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale, it's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.